0: All right, welcome to part two of the first podcast. Um, And actually I'll probably label this as just the second podcast because that's (laughs) technically what it is. So in the first one, we ended up talking about what healthy dialogue is about. Um, And there should be some reference within the community server in order for you to go watch that. Um, For this second one, I think I'm gonna be talking about communication and the complexity of it. So. So I've written a couple questions, um, or rather some prompts for myself in order to keep myself on track with something at the very least. I might, I might actually divert off of the normal track of what, of, <laughs> of this list, but at least I have something to reference if, in case I don't have anything to divert to. So as far as like communication goes, I think, I think a lot of people take communication at face value. And I, I think that's a common problem with what people deal with today, um, is I think they take a look into what other people say and then they make a very short judgment without understanding the full complexity of how that person has generated that thought. Um, and this is specific for like only text dialogue. So when I think of Discord, I think Discord is like just a well. I mean, the, the text channels on Discord in particular are just a medium for people to, to debate the topics that they care about, or rather to present their ideas. Um, and unfortunately, not everyone has really taken the time to articulate things in a manner that makes sense to them. Um, and I think part of being able to articulate as well as communicate well is being very knowledgeable of the kinds of things that you have at your disposal. So in knowing communication and all of its complexity, you should know that there's more forms than just the speech that you use that communicate to other people. So out of the various forms, there's like facial expression. Uh, there's like body body movements. There's tone. Like Like there's so much complexity to what communication is about. And I feel like just only evaluating someone off of what they say off of like the words that they use is is difficult to gauge the full meaning of what someone is trying to express. So when you're thinking about like bandwidth and like Wi Fi and whatnot and network, like you're only given like a certain amount of Bandwidth to express the full network, of, to express the full message of what a network is trying to provide, and so I think the the thinner you make the bandwidth, the harder it is to transfer everything at the speed and at the complexity of what the message is supposed to contain, um, and. I think people need to take a step back. Instead of evaluating things at face value when it comes to the words that people use, you need to take a look and understand at the various forms that are absent in that message. Um, and I think people need to start asking the questions instead of thinking that the evidence that are present within the message is enough. I think people need to like ask actual clarifying questions about the whole, whole message that's being sent. Um, and not everyone's able to understand if their words is being properly communicated as well as at the full potential of what the message was supposed to have. So what I mean by that is there's a listener perspective in knowing that someone Trying to communicate to you is not gonna give the full message out of what they mean to say So that's that's from the listener role when you're from the provider role as far as like the message goes you need to be able to Understand that you are missing pieces of information when you're typing something out in a message Um, And you need to be very careful about some of the words that you say because it can be interpreted a certain way. And we can we can actually talk about the roles of, of how that situation plays out um, in, in a little bit, but I'll, I'll finish this thought. So the idea is, is that you need to be wary that in your own message, when you're typing in like a text-based message, you need to be careful of the idea that other people, well, rather you need to be, aware of the idea that other people can interpret your message in a way that you didn't mean to to con- convey it. Um, and having that understanding allows you to be patient with other people. And that's really how you should be looking at communication as a whole. It's like even when you're at your maximum or when whenever you have the complete maximum forms of expression for communication at your disposal you're not always going to be able to communicate things at the at the message that you mean them um and so there's no it's hard it's very complex um and just understanding that people don't necessarily convey things in the way that they need to all the time in the way that they mean to not that they need to all the way is um I think that gives you a better perspective in how you engage in dialogue. And I think that's something everyone needs to learn when it comes to communication, um, especially with text communication. So in some sense, I would hope everyone within the Discord and healthy dialogue uh, community server would would at least practice that thought, which is other people have something meaningful to say, and you're missing out on details as people are trying to describe the their, thoughts the best they can, um, and it's your job to be as as open to the various possibilities of what that message meant um, as you can, and try to give them the benefit of the doubt if they say something kind of off. Um, and that, that's my thought, first initial thoughts on communication. Um, so why do people have such a hard time understanding each other? And I, I'm kind of going. This is my first prompt, actually. Just just so people who are listening to the podcast know, um, and through the YouTube live stream, they'll they'll actually be seeing a lot of these prompts. So you'll you'll get a mix of, of both. But I I need to explain that. Um, so understanding each other is extremely hard because I think people are well, as I've already discussed, I think people make the preemptive decision to evaluate the message as is instead of asking the clarifying questions when still need to be more asked, or when more still needs to be asked. So I think instead of drawing to conclusions pre like prematurely, I think you need to keep asking the question of, of is this what you meant by this and get like a clear and concise answer of that so you can understand the person as as to the, as full as they can thank you I'm sorry about that <laughs> um where was i at right so asking clarifying questions gets you gives you the opportunity to get clarity on what the message is and that's the better way of going about it anyways so for example it's better to make sure that you understand someone at the complexity that they are instead of kind of giving them the, sh- the straw man um, representation so if you just paint them as someone that you believe them to be it's like that's no use to you because not only is that not representative representative of who they actually are it's a very shallow version of who they are and i like you shouldn't take pride in in painting them a certain way because because that's your interpretation of them whether or not that's accurate well rather you need to stay accurate in order to take take ownership of 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 understanding them and that's how I that's how I really think about that um, so make sure you're asking the actual questions try to be as accurate as possible um, and I think you'll see a lot of success when, when in understanding people because one what's the word one exercise that I heard people talking about um, or rather this was suggested by, is when you're in dialogue with someone else, you need to be, well rather, this was specific to an argument. Um, When you're in an argument with someone else, you need to be able to listen to what they have to say, articulate that back to the person. And it needs to be Up to their standards of how they would like you actually have to get consent from them that what you had said is accurately representing what they had said Um, and then you start taking apart their argument at the level of which they feel it is being represented Um, and i think being able to do that is such a great way to to not only listen but like actively think at the same time Um, And it's not so much a – I think that exercise in itself is not a a good way to, to like, beat someone over the other, but I think it's a good way to to be understanding of how someone else is feeling, for starters, and understanding their argument and then being able to articulate your own back to them, I think – yeah i think that's just a difference in perspectives and i think being able to convey those as different perspectives is a great is a great behavior to engage in because i think that humbles yourself to the idea that other people can have valid experiences and come to this conclusion um based on that and you'll be able to understand them at rather represent them in a way that they feel is is doing them justice Um, so going through the next discussion topic what makes speech a great method for understanding people so out of the various forms of of communication you have like reading and writing you have like face to face and i think there's also i i actually think like love language is also another form of communication and For the longest time, I didn't actually care about, like, love languages or to figure out what they were or what mine were. But one of my recent exes had asked me the question. Like, before, as we were dating, she asked me the question of, how will I know when you are engaging in appreciation for me? Then I... And like the topic of love language, like came up with that, and it was hard to figure out because for the longest time I didn't really care about aligning myself with any of these. Like I don't know, I thought I thought I thought like love language was just like one of those things that girls take a look at and you know just openly like fantasize about like all that crap and whatnot. Like what's your sign? and whatnot I, I thought it was one of those things but there's actually a bunch of merit to especially for love language because I, I think that describes what forms of communication mean the most to you and so there's like physical touch and whatnot there's acts of service words of affirmation you know quality time um, i'm forgetting the last one Oh, gift giving, and so there's like multiple forms of communication. Um, what makes, as as someone who places very high across three, um, and the other two aren't on the scale at all. So, like the three that are up there is access Service. My father's like, <laughs> my father is probably the the biggest representation of access Service there is in in. The family And I, I think that's really grown on me because I understand and appreciate the things that he does in the acts of service that he that he exhibits because he does it for every family member. And I can recognize that. And I it it means a lot to me. So that's that's one of the forms. The other ones is uh, words of affirmation. Um, and it's weird. Because it means something to, like words mean something to me, but not, it has to come from a certain person. Um, and the certain people that have, have changed me in that way, I think give me the idea that that's also a competing top role for, for a love language. And then the last one being quality time. I think time time means a lot to me and it's not that i always give people my time but i can i highly prioritize time as a medium for love or as like a medium for a love language but the problem is is that i don't necessarily exhibit like quality time often So I'm wondering if that's because I haven't found someone who has made me felt the need to spend a lot of quality time with. It's hard to say. Maybe I'll get into details with that more, but but the idea of of speech being a great method for understanding people, you got like these love languages and whatnot, and you have words of affirmation. Um, And I think being able to speak to someone, okay, I think speech is a platform for you to be able to engage with ideas for from other people and and from yourself and so i think having that as a method to show appreciation is phenomenal um and it and not just appreciation but also to be able to engage in in better understanding so um out of like all the the various forms of communication and and things that mean to other people i think speech is one of the great things for myself i don't i don't think it's necessarily the great thing for for everyone else but i think it's a great medium for people to spend a lot of time in to make one of their best i i think it's something that someone should spend like a lot of time considering as as a medium to figure out well not only to express themselves but to to let other people know what they're thinking. Well, I guess that's the same thing as expressing yourself. Anyways, I, th- I think I think I butchered that segment, so I think we'll move on from there. Um, so when I talked about speech being a expression, I think it's as important as many of the other forms of expressions out there, and not everyone has the same like three sets of love languages as I do. But I think those in particular mean a lot to me. Um, and I think sp- words of affirmation is generally like a really good... Um, well, it's not a really good, but I think it's common. I think it's common enough. More common than acts of service. And... Maybe even more... Well, yeah, I don't know. I think acts of service might be probably the lowest on the list but I think I think it's a common form of love language and I think that's something that that everyone should be practicing as much as they can um, and for I, I guess I'll take this on a personal route as well um, as far as, like, expression goes with speech, I feel like I talk a lot, um, and a lot of it is to myself, and I think there are certain tendencies with my speech that make me different from other people. There are certain words that I use that, that not everyone uses, and I think people have spent the time thinking about their speech as much as everyone else. Um, I think it's a very good, it's a measurable way to to compare yourself against other people and how they and how they talk. And I think that's something everyone needs to at least consider moving forward, is if speech is a meaningful way for you to express yourself, or if there are other means of expressing yourself that are more worthwhile to you. So really, I think the whole idea that speech is a really good method for expressing yourself is one of the many things for that. I think there are like it's a very marketable skill too so the idea that you're able to communicate with other people at at an effective rate is very important it's marketable um, and I think there's a lot of personal benefit that goes along with it and I shall move on from there is dialogue a practical method to solving all problems I think it's a platform to solving like a lot of problems but I like I said before, I don't think everyone has, not every everyone sees speech differently at different levels of interest. I think the people who take it at the maximum amount of interest see it as, see the opportunities to make, to, well, to use it to problem solve with other people. And there are other way, other methods of doing that. But I see the opportunity in speech being a practical method for solving a lot of problems. I I suppose I'll leave it at that. What makes speech hard? So I think everyone has their own methods for for expressing themselves with speech. Um, And people have developed more skills than others. And the problem with that is is that like some people may view words as something different like one word may mean something different to someone else so i actually watch the offline tv like offline tv group all the time um and one of my friends does as well and so we ended up like watching the disguised toast segment on healthy gamer with dr k and one of the things that was brought up was this idea of having game. So in the dating realm, like there's a <laughs> there's a measurement of how desirable you are in terms of of your marketability to the opposite sex or whoever you're interested in. And so Sky's Toast brought up this idea of game and my perception of game was much different than his perception of game as well as my friend's perception of game so all three of us had like something very different in mind when it came to the word all right the concept of game but game was the word that was used to describe was to describe a certain concept that applied to disguised toast and that's how speech is hard it's because everyone has different means to describing certain things. And that's just how you orient yourself. Like, everyone else has a different orientation of how they describe or articulate words in a certain way to describe how they're feeling or what they're, what ideas they're trying to express. And having a... It's not like everyone uses the same words in the same ways that mean the same thing. And that's why, that's why speech is incredibly difficult. And that's just speech alone. Like, communication has... As a whole has like the various forms of communication that all have their own own complexities to them and then speech at this very fundamental level of speech you have you have instances of that happening so but i think it's something that that you can overcome as, as you learn about people more and more and Unfortunately, no one's going to have the same definition of the word game in order to describe a certain concept, but but I think that's part of the beauty. Alright, so the next thing that I have on here is what makes your speech better. think that's hard to say when I think about myself and kind of the journey that I went through to make my own speech better and that's not to say that it's like phenomenal now but what I ended up doing is I was listening to a bunch of people talk Um, so I would watch a lot of YouTube videos of people who I found inspiring um, in terms of like their own articulation skills and I tried to adopt something of my own or adopt like the same complexity for my own and I tried pursuing it as much as I could Um, try to uphold like a really good or like a really high level of articulation skills and I think that's gotten me to where I am today and I don't know as far as like suggesting what how other people find ways to make their speech better like my my whole family has has been like they they enjoy reading and i clearly don't but my speech repertoire is like is catching up to them even though they have access and they were exposed to various forms of of writing that i wasn't exposed to so I, i think in total like their whole their repertoire of of words to use is bigger than mine but at least i've been able to practice the idea or practice the behavior of being able to talk about what i'm thinking at a i want to say at a unstoppable rate i mean there's still stoppages like within my speech even just then but but you know I, i i'd like to think that this is a dialogue that's consistently flowing at a rate that doesn't have any necessarily awkward pauses i I think there's still awkward pauses in there but maybe it it was more of a mind trick for me to just say these aren't actually awkward i'm actually taking the time to think and therefore it's justified that i'm having these pauses so um, I, i don't know i think there's i think when you take a look at different forms of of speech i think you're able to adopt that for your own As long as you have the mentality that you want to make your speech better. And you uphold yourself to a level that you know would make your speech better. So there's some practice element in that, and there's also some inspirational element in that. I think you can draw inspiration from other great works of communication when you see it. And thank God for technology for that, because if <laughs> if YouTube wasn't out giving me all this, this information from other people, uh, who knows how my articulation skills would be. So I'll hit on this last point, and I think I'll close from there. How much is articulation mastery and individual responsibility? Um, I think, like I said before, in terms of like expression, well, rather, from my expression point. I think everyone values speech at a different level. Um, For me, I hold it at a very high level because I see that as a means to express myself. And I think it's all subjective to how much you wanna, well, how much you care about it, how much you think others should care about it for you. Um, And so I think you take as much responsibility as you want to i think i think that's the best answer there um and i i know like a bunch of my well actually really all the three friends that are in here with me i know they take articulation to a a pretty high level to a similar level than i do so it's it's great that i've been able to find people like that because because i feel like we can converse on topics fairly fluently and it's been very helpful and i think i think other people should surround themselves with others who have similar articulation ability um if not greater and i think well i don't know that that's just my personal opinion probably because i actually like articulation in the in the same manner but i know that doesn't make it's not as important to everyone else but yeah, I, I think everyone just has their puts as much responsibility as they want into their articulation skills as possible. And I, th- I think that should be a skill that everyone should improve um, if they're interested in doing so. So I think that'll conclude the segment on complexity for communication. Um, I'll probably have some plans for stage announcements in the future. But until then, I think... This will be it for the week, and we might have something in the future. But that'll be all. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you sometime in the future.